0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Temp check. Time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Call the cops. Hey, this level of foolishness and joy. Hey. That we have a hey. doll. I'm just hey. chilling. Hey. Green hey. damn it. I'm hey. a very sexy hey. baby. Hey. Sicario. Damn it. You're
2: a clown if you think hey. Damn it. Hey. Yeah, people are going to die. Hey.
1: I yeah, be baby. Cat. No. <laughs> Hold on, this is my favorite. Hold on,
2: her sister was a witch, right? And what was her sister? A
1: princess, the wicked witch of the east, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna stab him. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. Am I wrong? My she wore a dance? crown
2: and she came down in a ball gown. <laughs> I'm not fighting with you. Grow
1: up. <laughs> Grow up. Get- Welcome Grow
2: up. to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin.
1: I'm Caroline. We're
2: gonna have good Christian fun. She came down in a bubble. She did.
1: So that guy, he was yelling because he thinks that she's not a witch. She's a princess. Mm-hmm. Okay. That
2: yeah. That's what I thought.
1: Which, He's so wrong though.
2: Yeah. Because they were both witches. Pretty clear. There was the good witch and the bad witch. And she then calls there was, herself a witch. There was a successor. There yeah. was a whole <laughs> process to right. it. Of course, the Four off.
1: Or witches. Mm-hmm.
2: What I like about that is, like, those boys, they didn't cash in. This was like a pre-TikTok, like, hey, I'm the couch guy. Buy my T-shirt. The couch guy T-shirt.
1: Make this song go viral for my playlist.
2: Right. Yeah, well well said. I've been on
1: TikTok quite (laughs) a bit.
2: Are you still on there? I thought you were backing off.
1: I'm on. I'm on there. Okay. I'm on it.
2: (laughs) Okay, you sound like my mom trying to prove that you're cool.
1: No, I, I did back off because I saw some upsetting ones. But then I remembered... I can always say not interested on those. That's true. So now I'm back in the it game.
2: Really Shape the algorithm that you want to uh, live in.
1: Exactly. Pleasant TikToks only.
2: Cut to me on uh, the Christmas week I spent with my family defending TikTok <laughs> with near tears <laughs> in my eyes about its emotional value to me, <laughs> and feeling real bad about it.
1: Oh my gosh! Right, and then you're like, then you're in the position where you're like, you're saying. It's fine that China's surveilling us. I have nothing to hide. You know, you yeah. start defending that position. I actually love
2: attention. <laughs> yeah. If China wants to give me attention,
1: if <laughs> i, I could to be take surveilled it. all the time, that would be ideal. And Ooh. learn a recipe. It's <laughs> not to love.
2: Listen, we're here to give attention to God though. Good Christian <laughs> fun. Right. is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture and the music and the movies and the entertainment for Christians by Christians about Christians. But We're not here to make fun of you. We're not here to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun in the year 2023 of our Lord.
0: Wow. New beginnings. Fresh start. New year.
2: 2023. It's happening.
0: Am I the first episode of the new year?
2: You're the first guest of the new year. That's right. That's true. Very special. Yeah. And isn't that special? We did an episode earlier this year called New Thing because it was a new year and we're all about new things this year.
1: (laughs) And for that episode, you got two old things, me and Kevin. (laughs) Hi.
0: (laughs) And that's great. How do (laughs) you (laughs) do?
2: Where we talked about New Thing, a (laughs) 29-year-old rap song by Decent Christian Talk.
1: Yes. Fresh as ever. Yes.
2: I <laughs> We're here to enliven it up with a 22-year-old song now. Yeah.
0: By Nicole
2: C. Mullen. <sighs> the C is for Christ. But before we get into that, we need to introduce our very special guest, <laughs> a returning champion from years ago. Friends and yeah. folks you may know her as a stand-up for her work at Crooked Media. Give it the hell up for Julia
0: Clay. Clay! Thank you guys for having welcome me. Welcome
2: back. Hey, welcome back.
0: Okay, now
2: let let me uh, let me ask you this question. Yeah. When it comes to you know you we all did stuff during the pandemic over Zoom. Mm-hmm. We all remember looking to the screens. How do you feel like Zoom affects your memory of something happening? <laughs> huh? Because I'm not selling you out. I'm not selling you out. I think this is a common phenomena. Thank you. I. We were talking about the phenomena of perhaps if things happen over Zoom, you might remember them
0: less. That's true. Yeah. I think why because you didn't remember who I was. I
1: had to re-listen. Yeah, and I, also I, no, the same. But thing you're not has the happened. only one no, either. This, so I hope that makes you feel no. better. I fully introduced myself to a par- at, to someone at a party that I had had on our show. Yes, <laughs> that has that has happened to me also. I I
0: had a podcast for like three or four years and. That also happened to me. Okay, like, thank you. So someone who I've met in real life being like,
1: Yeah, I was on <laughs> so, your show. We had a long conversation. We had a really long <laughs> intimate conversation. It all came flooding back. Yeah. Of course. You know, I just needed a little jog. But I, I, I was first I was like, I'm just an asshole. But I think I think that maybe part of it was just like talking to people on my laptop for a year yeah. and a half did change the the logging. There mm-hmm. is in there there is this <laughs> weird like flattening of your yeah. memory that yeah, happens yeah, yeah.
0: because of Zoom. So I, mean, I, I hope so. I agree yeah. with you. I hope that's doing Well, And we,
2: we can reveal this. Like for We all have different ways of paying attention, I think, on Zoom. And for Caroline, she does minimize the window and just stare at her desktop background, yeah, yeah. which is a picture <laughs> of her husband.
1: Right. right. I was so. doing that, reorganizing my icons. <laughs> yeah.
2: So for her, every guest is Nate. Uh, right. So it's like.
1: Very confusing. It's kind of scary. Yeah. yeah.
2: So you are the voice she heard in the right. background of staring right. at her husband at some point. Because yeah. I, apparently, I'm very obvious when I'm checking my texts. On oh, my, yeah.
0: <laughs> on my Zoom. Was it like the And in person. Mm-hmm. Kevin tech- checks his texts a lot in person. Do you think
1: that's true? Literally, <laughs> yes. I, I will be talking to you here. Uh-huh. And you're... <laughs> So many texts all the time. I was like, how is he texting right now? Well, listen. It's an hour.
2: It's it's a war, right? Because you want to be present it is a with war. the people that you're...
1: Pre- and we are at war. Yeah,
2: I'm serving on the front lines here.
1: You want to be... Kevin,
0: war is over if you want it. Oh, my
2: gosh. I, I disagree. Give peace a chance. Mr. Lennon. Um, because you want to be present with the people you're literally present with, but you also want to be... <laughs> Available and present to the people no, you No, no,
0: <laughs> you don't.
1: You can only be present with a few people at a time. He's half present with several people yeah. at a time, though. Sort of a master of society.
2: <laughs> yeah, a jack of all friends, a master of none. That's
1: right. <laughs> Everyone
2: gets a
0: little bit of a attention, a little slice of Mr. P, truly never
2: <laughs> a little slice of Mr. P is uh is a children's show. I I, I don't want to. Host. That's right. But maybe I should one day. <laughs> Julia, it's the new year. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for
0: having me. I'm I'm thrilled to be back. Yeah, you're blessed and welcome Harley to favor. the coast. To be back. Thank with you. The most yes. over here.
1: West Coast. Last time
2: we talked to you, you were in New York City.
0: That's. Yes? Oh yeah. Was yeah. Weren't you? No. Last time I was on. I think it meant the last yes. time you and I talked. Last time, the last you time were I was on the show in this sacred space that we Yes, last time I was in uh, New York City. Yeah, yes, I was, and I yeah, I lived there for six and a half years, and wow. now I'm here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. She said through gritted teeth. <laughs> Absolutely feeling zen, feeling. Uh, feeling dead, dead in your eyes. Yeah, that a, that's the right feeling. That oh, was yeah. a full year and a half
2: ago. That was July I of 2021. I
0: Truly, my whole life is is different now, which is like, I know. Insane. I think same. Isn't that time funny? We talked. Yeah, it's Whoa. really because I re listened to the episode that I did with you guys uh, not too long ago. And, you know, when I was living here, and I was like, wow, everything is different now. <laughs> um, Were you like, who is that girl? Not necessarily just being like, I just couldn't believe how much my life had changed in such a short amount of time.
2: Because of the podcast and because the way of the podcast. it affected your career because in a positive I was on, way. Because I was
0: on Good Christian Fun. And then, like, really, that was the genesis. That was everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that was where everything
1: began.
2: Beatles on Sullivan. Happens everyone. to a lot of
1: people mm-hmm. on this show. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything you could share that has changed since last time we talked? Oh, well. <laughs> I live in Los Angeles, California now. <laughs> I have a new
0: job. Wow. I'm no longer in the relationship I was in. Wow. I had cancer. Oh, my God. I had the cancer removed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, everything has happened to you. Yeah. You weren't kidding. And most of that stuff happened in the span of one month.
1: Holy shit. September of this year. Um, all of that in the month, pretty much. Yeah. So I actually
0: got the call that I, so I got the call that I got the job that I currently have now, which is a job that I love and the job that like moved me out here. I got the call that I got that job, um, back in like June, I think three hours later, I got the call from my, uh, a doc, my doctor saying that my biopsy had come back. Uh, and then my oh
1: my gosh. my biopsy
0: was uh, malignant. And so those happened on the same day. And then I just, it was like a race to get the cancer removed before I moved out here. You're so
1: like, it was, I gotta go to work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so <laughs> cancer was an <laughs> obstacle.
2: Wow.
1: It was just it was like, like you yeah, really Just yeah. like I have to find a new like, commute. <laughs> yeah. You have to get new... Wow. Well, I'm so glad. Is it? In remission, is yeah, it gone? it's
0: gone. Um,
1: Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, Holy was, shit! Was,
0: uh, for those wondering at home, it was thyroid cancer. Oh my god! Which I was assured is one of the good cancers. So
1: oh. thank you so much. Oh, yeah, oh, our top well, five ver- cancers, real Never quick. Mind. Yeah, if it's like an easy one, you uh, know, whatever. Then one of forget the good it. cancers that <laughs> I was
0: like, is this why I'm sleeping Whoa. 14 hours a day?
1: Yeah, maybe,
0: but. Um, Thyroid's
1: no joke. That that yeah. changes everything. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't,
0: like, I had already had to, like, monitor that stuff for a decade before. So I wouldn't have even found.
1: You I wouldn't have noticed? I wouldn't
0: have known, I don't think. If, if you were I, on top wow. of your thyroid stuff. you mean, yeah, yeah, if Yeah. If I weren't on top of mm-hmm. my thyroid stuff already, I wouldn't have. Because actually, because of the pandemic, I hadn't been to my endocrinologist in, like, seen her in person in two years. Um, And so she just, like, she was ultrasounding my thyroid. And then she was like, there's a new mass here, and it looks just big enough that we have to biopsy it. And Ooh. she was like, 95% chance, it's nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Five came back. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, that's why I always say, like,
0: if there are odds that it... it I will always be in the 5%. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe that's, like, really, maybe that's, there's some, like, weird narcissism in that, but I just, like, I do feel like I I always fall in the unlucky 5%. Well,
1: you're saying you're the 1%, basically. that's right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what
2: does that make me, Caroline? (laughs) the 90 the, the 99% that's right the 69
0: percent wow i'm so
1: glad you're well that's insane that's Thank a you. a humongous thing to deal with yeah so uh la's been an adjustment yeah, i bet. Uh, <laughs> oh my god well there's so many ways to get well here i'm I know. sure you've heard them all <laughs> so many herbs you're going to need a crystals. lot of smoothies
0: smoothies crystals start
1: so you're gonna want to cut out food there's a lot of post-cancer smoothies, smoothies to, <laughs> to drink mm, mm, how oh, are you kidding me <laughs> no that's what most smoothies are for they are <laughs> yeah does
2: that mean if i drink a lot already i you just, won't you have eat cancer? acai
1: berry every single day every hour you'll be fine yeah <laughs> you will be healthier forever wow that's right what Did part it? of la are you in now i'm in silver lake
2: like what cross that's streets fine. and what address
1: um. So, number of the house, <laughs> my assa- my assassination coordinates. <laughs> I guess. I'm, I'm
2: curious if you feel like, even though it was caught in time, and even though everything's a okay, blah blah blah. If it feels like a brush with death, or if it does just feel like a medical inconvenience, because some people process those things in such different ways. Mortality brushes, whatnot.
0: Well, I it I think it felt more like a medical inconvenience for me because I mean just because there was so much other shit going on in my life, like that I But it was like in the top five. No, things. that's no, that's exactly what yeah. I'm like I, sometimes I would be, you know, I was still living in New York and I would be like catching up with a friend about everything that was going on and then And forget to talk about yes, it. Yes. <laughs> and I would and I would be like, Oh yeah, and I have cancer. <laughs> And they'd be oh like, gosh. what? Why didn't you start with that? I'm like, because it's annoying. And I am. <laughs> I'm handling that one. I, you know what? That is, <laughs> that's a problem for another day.
1: It's mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you're literally a survivor, but you may not
0: feel like one. No, is no, thing. no. I didn't go through <laughs> chemo. I like, yeah, I had, I, I had never had surgery before. And I have like a slasher scar on my neck now but that's like that's it that's all I got I don't I don't know I think it looks cool thanks it's it's it still feel it still feels weird yeah it's like I got it and I had the surgery in mid-September and uh and sometimes I forget it's there and then oh. um, and then I look at, like, I'll see myself in the mirror again because it's like you've just looked at yourself in the mirror for your whole life right. having seen yourself in a certain way and then you're like, oh, there's this… Whole new feature. Yeah. One time I was on a date. Uh, I was on a date with someone and they asked if I, like, a, uh, a month ago or so, and they asked if, uh, if like, my cat did it. <laughs> and I was like… No, this perfectly straight line on my
1: trachea. in the perfect center also. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's 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 like a cat. It's like small. I have a cat scar on my lip because of my little sweet, Wait, sweet little cat. Is it a scar? Yeah, yeah. It's For like, real? You can really, really see it when I smile or whatever. But all that to say, that's not what a cat scar would I know. Like. I was like. <laughs> so maybe they were just a, trying to find a way to, uh, yeah. to ask about it. Yeah, I really should have. I I was you thinking, should have
0: said yes. I should have said yeah. I was like, yeah, actually, she's really yeah. precise, very scalpel like <laughs> in
1: she gave surgery. She's an artist. What she does, <laughs> yeah. I consider yeah. art. I consider Amazing. it an art. Yeah. Who's your doctor? <laughs> My cat. <laughs> oh
2: gracious. Well, I'm glad things are okay, Lori B. Ew. And all that feels all right. I can't imagine what that feels like to. It's weird that it's the same name for something that it is a much different experience for other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's yeah. so called cancer, but obviously, someone else who does go through chemo and does go through things that are way more, um, you know, tragic or painful, yeah. that it's still the same thing. It's like, I guess that's why it's called a different kind of cancer. Yeah. But yeah, it's such a, it's such a strange catch all for it what it is. It was still
0: like a brutal surgery and i don't wish to go through it again Mm -hmm. um and i was really scared um again i've never had surgery before and it truly did not none of it felt real until because again i had treated it as like an inconvenience i was just like this fucking bullshit that i have to get done before i move three thousand miles away um my whole life goes up in flames uh But yeah, then like, I don't know, there was this one moment when I was on the operating table right before they put me under and the lights are so bright and it was so cold in there and I was just like...
1: I was like, wow, it's real now. <laughs> That's, yeah, and that sounds fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter what you're going through. Yeah. yeah, just like that experience. And I'm sure they weren't even warm lights. I'm sure they were no. blue as hell. They were blue as hell. You <laughs> know, I don't even oh, look good. Lights. Yeah. I didn't look good at all. <laughs> so just, I, aesthetically, that is, sounds scary. Yeah. It sounds like a horror movie. So I could see it. Yeah, and just like it really hitting you at that moment. Yeah. And there's no turning back, too. Yeah. You're just like, here I go. Yeah. Oh man, well you, I'm like this is not done. I'm sure like you still have recovery to do and things to stay on top of yeah. and all that stuff for the rest of your life. Yeah, but. that's right.
2: Wow. And what an amazing role that faith played through oh. all of it for you, <laughs> and just like.
1: Just. I know that you did, but just how many visions of Jesus coming to you mm. in under while well, you were under happened, what you know, you saying, with how a many little visions limb. of
2: Jesus coming to you?
1: Coming to you.
2: <laughs> oh, I see.
1: <laughs> better than on. Okay.
0: <laughs> I had I will say no no visions of Jesus coming nah, on me. That's too bad. Um <laughs> that would have been comforting.
1: That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. Um Did you find any faith did come to you in that moment or in that time that you were leaning on or were you leaning on it in other ooh. ways? I
0: do I do remember I think I had I like I got so scared right before I was put under that I I did uh I did a a quick prayer just in case
1: uh I died. Yeah. Why not?
2: Pascal's wager. Honestly,
1: okay. that's that seems like a lot of self-control you waited till then. Yeah. <laughs> I would been doing it day in day out yeah. probably, as soon as I got the call. Well, again, <laughs> I really had
0: compartmentalized that so much. I like yeah. really was just like I need to do the logistics of I need to figure out the logistics of moving across the country right. and like <laughs> yeah. finding a place to live and all this stuff and yeah, and it was yeah. and also it was like this thing I didn't want to think about. So of that's it was like comforting for me to focus on stuff that I could yeah. control. Yeah. Mm-hmm um but
1: it sounds like it kind yeah. of worked well too yeah will we'll, the jury we'll is see. out on that <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah.
2: or like 6 years from now it's going to hit you like a freight train yeah. like, oh my it's
1: god like good god yeah. <laughs> yeah oh i wow. didn't process
2: this didn't process this yeah, flood yeah. maybe you're okay yeah we won't find out won't until know. then
1: <laughs> we won't know thanks for telling us about it yeah. that's it's not always fun to talk about
0: yeah it's, it's just, uh, uh here. Something that happened and it's Sometimes. and it's weird and I have, um, you know, <clears throat> it's it's also weird because it was so, it was this like one and done surgery. It was like traumatic for a period of time and then it was over and I'm just left with the scar and that's it. And I have, you know, another friend who like just finished chemo. She had breast cancer. Um, this girl, I, I mean, this was the insane thing, which was a girl that I, I grew up with. Um, who I hadn't kept in touch with at all. We weren't, like, close friends or anything. But I found out that she she had a really rare form of, of ovarian cancer, and she died the day after I had my surgery or the day before. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's, like, and, yeah, she's, I mean, she's my, she, yeah, she no. had, her wedding was, like, three months ago or something, three months before. Um, just crazy, like, when they say one of the good cancers, I guess they mean it, but it's... But yeah, it's... Uh, That's devastating. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It really, like, put a lot of things in perspective. It was... Um, and I also hated... I hated talking about it because I was just like, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, I have a malignant tumor in my friggin' thyroid, and it's they're going to remove my thyroid, and then... I'll just—it'll just be annoying for the rest of my life. But that's it, and there's just like so many worse things, and I don't know. But yeah, that really put a lot of a lot of it in perspective. Was seeing other people have it, just have it way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other way too. Yeah, I I can do that. I mean, I I, I do. I guess I do that a lot. Is like uh, kind of. Make whatever I'm going to relative to whatever someone else is going. The worst version of it. worse, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah. Well,
2: there's a, like a lot of different approaches with really difficult situations like that, where you can kind of do what you were saying before, where like focus on the things you can control. Mm-hmm. Like zoom in, get granular of like I'm waking up, I'm booking the movers, or whatever the case may be. You can zoom out and be like, okay, in the perspective, and the scheme of things, five years from now, or you can kind of like go side to side and be like comparatively or like in what other way when you're looking at people around you, your peers and your friends. So all those feel like valid modes of of almost uh, grief or coping mechanism in that way, and I'm sure it's not like one mode that you operate in for all of those, but I would imagine each of those has its different value at different times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, certainly September of this, of of 2022 is a month I never want to relive again. I never want to have that chain of events in my life, uh, happen again. It was too many things in one month. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to move,
1: move on. Yeah. I don't know. It probably helps a little me to be in a new place. And give a lot of things to think about and explore and, like, try out. And the experience you just described of, like, hearing—you getting your own crisis and then hearing someone have a similar one and go the worst way it could. Like, that's an experience most of us won't have until we're in, like, our 80s and 90s. That you had now in your, like, 30s, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means, (laughs) but that's just crazy that you had to, like, zoom ahead on, on, like, our our timeline of life and our development stages and stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, you know, obviously it's, like, a brand new year. And I was, you know, you, you can't help but, but think of, like, where you were this time last mm-hmm. year. And I'm like, wow, my life was totally different. Yeah.
1: You're like, I'm older yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. you know, than I was back then.
0: I, um, my face is weathered now. Yeah. I am <laughs> a longshoreman. There is. Spiritually and physically. Your face is a map of of the world now. That's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. A lot of topography. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
2: Elevations. Um, Well, honey, Um, whatever the moisture care routine is, it's (laughs) working. I was like, i not seeing
1: it. Yeah, (laughs) I couldn't
2: get from here to my (laughs) own house from, from your freaking face. So don't even worry about it. I'm thinking about getting into moisture stuff in 2023. <laughs> I truly am.
1: Don't say it like that. What? Say it differently, thinking please. About, like, getting into moisture stuff. <laughs> I don't see
2: what's wrong with that.
1: Well, we already know one party is pretty well lotioned. All right. <laughs> oh.
2: Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. On that note, let's take a quick Move break, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. <laughs> Will we change the theme song in 2023? I hope, I not. hope not. I hope not. You hope pray not?
1: not. No, we love it. It's perfect. Wait,
2: what if you sang with me on it?
0: <gasps> no. In the future?
1: I would be I would be honored. Oh, but actually, she said no. Be, <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: I think it well, I think it's I think it's nice to have Kevin. Flat, suffering through yeah. it alone. Easy. I could
1: have flat, like, oohs and ahs in the background, you know? Maybe
2: maybe I should sing it every episode along with it and then just keep <laughs> layering it until and, like, it's just, just like, it 95 Kevin singing along. Singles! <laughs> and it's,
1: like, I would love that, a choir song. of Kevins. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Ooh, Please Singles
2: Ministry it. in which we take one single song and talk about it for the entirety of the second episode. Last time we did this, Julia... We did it with old Sufjan Stevens. To be alone with you. To be alone with you. Mm-hmm. Man, have y'all enjoyed his output since? No.
0: What <laughs> output? Well, he did some He's, experimental. He, okay. He. This is. I was talking to my brother about this, and I told Kevin about this too, because uh-huh. one of the things that Kevin said on that episode, which has just become part of the vocabulary of my life, <laughs> is that <laughs> some of Sufjan's music is plick pluck, and some of it is beep boop. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it's so true. Uh-huh. And yes. um, Sofjan is very much in his Beep Boop era right now. Never and good. I think it's like, I did not like The Ascension, his album, that album. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, Bob Dylan is also someone who, who had like a ton of entire like eras of his musical career that were bad. But and weirdly never Beep Boop. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, but... So you're hoping that this is just like a bad phase he's getting out of his system? Yeah, I, there's I don't know how old is he now? He's, he's in his forties. Okay. Yeah. So in the maybe he's when he's in his fifties, he's gonna, gonna start finally doing finish the re- state project. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go back to the the I mean, original
2: well. Jesus, he's forty-seven years old. Yeah, he's closer to fifty than forty. Yeah,
0: oh. Wow. Yeah, I mean Karen Lowell. People kind of I loved, sort of a return to form. I loved Karen Lowell, mm-hmm. and I saw I saw him live touring that yeah. album, yeah. and I wept. Jack
2: oh. off, king. Oh yes. Yeah. One of the lyrics on the album is "You check your text while I masturbate." Yeah. <laughs> mm. So you know, right in the pocket. What? It's
0: all.
1: It's all about jacking
0: off. It's all
2: about jacking jack off
1: when they're forty-seven. <laughs>
2: <Christ. laughs> is that pot? Was it just <laughs> dust that comes out? <laughs> Here, let me clear the cobwebs first. Don't they have
1: taxes to be thinking about? Hey, or come something? on! It just makes the, the, the sound that it makes. It's just. <laughs> oh. it's,
0: it's a, a balloon sigh. deflating. Come on, we
2: all know. We've heard those things of like the highest areas of STI transmission are nursing, nursing homes, homes and assisted yeah, living that's facilities. True.
1: That's a lie. They tell us. That's a sigh of to off. prepare us for <laughs> death.
2: Yeah. To prepare us like it's gonna it be bad, like, but you're gonna fuck.
1: And then there's gonna be a bunch of women in heaven, too. Guess you're all gonna be fucking all the time. Uh,
2: well, there's a bunch <laughs> of women singing about heaven, including Nicole C. Mullen. Uh, speaking of flawless segues, Nicole C. Mullen, right. a sort of like pop gospel CCM singer, someone who did not pigeonhole herself into one category or the other. Um, experienced crossover success, which means white people listen to her. Mm-hmm. She started in the early 90s, came from Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, put out some albums in 91, 92, and has kind of found her slot now. This was her first big single was Redeemer. This was like a special music while the plate passes Hall of Fame song. This is what... Whatever the woman was, or whatever the church you're going to, if it was 2001, 2002, she was going to give a go. A Redeemer. <laughs>
1: Everyone's got to try it.
2: She was uh, going to put her foot on it. So we can uh, just listen to a little bit of this song, and I'll try to hit the goalposts on a little song from 2000 that we call Redeemer.
0: Who taught nice. the sun
2: where to It's a real barn and burner song. <laughs>
0: I'm ready to run up the side of a hill Because <laughs> of this song
1: <laughs> I like K. Bush
2: Show the moon Where to hide till Imagine the woman in the corner of the stage doing the ASL translation going off.
0: Going the hell off? Just yes. absolutely popping for this.
2: Uh now, Caroline, I know you you may not be familiar with this artist beforehand, but in a way I think you are because she is also the lead vocalist and main title singer of the theme song too. She is the singer of the Larry Boy theme song, Larry the Cucumber.
1: I was like, wait, what is this? This is so good. Shit, should we have done this this song? I forgot about this. Benjamin.
2: Ah yes, that's Nicole Seymour. Oh my
1: gosh! Wow. Okay, I am a fan. I know that (laughs) I wasn't already.
2: Redeemer, a very sort of slow ballad, slow jam about you know. Uh, starting with a series of rhetorical questions, who taught the sun where to stand? In the motion, uh, where to stand in the morning? Who taught the ocean? You can only come this far. And it's just about, hey, yeah, God is real. <laughs> God, like Chris Pratt said at the VMAs, God is real. <laughs> Did he say
1: that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Number one, God is real, and he's Republican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vote for me. He's so weird. Uh, anyway. Oh boy. Um. I got a remark on it because it's remarkable, but she is so beautiful. She's, uh yes,
2: she is I uh, stone um,
1: cold beauty. Yeah, I only saw
0: the small picture of her on the cover, but uh. she looks very, looks very beautiful. Um, she also has that classic, yeah, oh, now She that classic, um, like nineties two thousands R and B voice, mm-hmm. um, that really just kind of. Puts me to sleep
1: in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so smooth. It's a little Tony Braxton. It's so perfect. Yeah. And you know there's strength behind it, mm-hmm. but it's gentle. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You remember that band we listened to many, many years ago, Caroline, called the New Respects?
1: Yeah. Like, you kind of
2: listen to that. That's one of her kids in that. Jasmine Mullen.
1: Oh, a, nepo, a Nepo baby? Another, Another
2: Nepo. And we're, are we ready for the Nepo baby conversation? I don't think that
1: we've talked about it enough as a culture yet. No has, stones unturned.
2: Has anyone made the joke of Jesus as the ultimate Nepo oh, baby? Has anyone done has that? Has anyone done that yet?
1: Has anyone done a youth pastor one? voice tweet about that You yet? know,
2: actually, a Nepo baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sam Sanders, who I didn't think tweeted that out. <laughs> Oh, um, gracious. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, the New Respects is really good. So. New
2: Respects is really good. Uh, she did divorce her first husband, and now she's with Donnie McClurkin, who's also another gospel legend.
1: Donnie <laughs> McClurkin? Is that Clarkin. funny? Mullen well, and McClurkin. What?
0: <laughs>
2: Listen.
1: It's just, it's funny.
2: It's the buddy cop movie that we all deserve. It's Mullen true. and McClurkin. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of a description <laughs> of what we're doing on this film. <laughs> yeah. Like, some of us
0: are some Mullen, some of us are Mr. Mr. McClurkin. McClurkin,
2: you know? I'm a clerking right now. Yeah, I'm
0: clerking a little. I'm kind of mulling
2: over <laughs> it, you know. Uh, so yes, Redeemer. This is the song. and it's I reme- a classic. I remember listening to this song as a kid, and it did feel novel just because of the qualities that you're talking about, Julia, mm-hmm. of the timber and texture of her voice in particular did break up the lily white palette yeah. of... Especially CCM radio at that time. Yeah. It's one of those things that, oh, was just a nice relief. And she's a very talented songwriter herself. She wrote this song. She's not just a singer doing someone else's songs. She's been nominated for Dev Awards for writing other people's songs, of wow. Jackie Velasquez song
0: she co-wrote. So she's like I mean, the ly- you can tell that the lyrics of this are better than like most of what's on Christian radio. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. am so deeply even even when I was um, deeply Christ pilled, I <laughs>
1: was so, the only thing I'm going to call it for now Was on. so allergic
0: to the like either Jesus is my dad, um, or Jesus is my boyfriend, mm-hmm. or my
2: Jesus is my dad.
0: My dad I boyfriend. Be my boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Right. Jesus is my dad boyfriend. Um. <laughs> All of that stuff, like I hated it. So, and it was always this like wispy little voice. It was always just like a white woman with a high pitched voice, and I hate that. So, I I don't like that anyways in like pop music. But um, that was bad as a woman of deep voice experience. um, Mm. But as a woman of depth, yeah.
1: (laughs) When you have that deep of a voice too, it's kind of like a a frequency you can't even hear. Yeah, (laughs) it's uh, yeah. It's too high. It feels sounds like wind. Like one of
0: those, one of those pitches that only dogs can hear. Exactly, <laughs> in verse, yeah, it's a
1: deep one.
2: There are hymns called "My Redeemer Lives." Yeah. I think it's based from the declaration from the Book of Job, in particular. A guy that
0: we all love to think about. I love to think about Job all the time. I okay. I really like traditional hymns. I think I will take a traditional hymn over a modern Christian song, like. Every day. Nine and a half times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was yeah. always, that was always where I was at.
2: Do you remember that movie True Grit? The, yeah, remake, the, the remake, the the, the Coen Brothers remake with Haley Steinfeld. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. When he really made the turn for a lot of, <laughs> 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 like That was like the Ow. real yeah. heel turn. I think that was a 2010 movie. The whole score is composed by Carter Burwell, who the Cones have used a lot. But all of the melodies are just leaning on the everlasting arms. That yeah. hymn. And a lot yeah. of people yeah. put that score on their top 10 scores of the year. You know, like, you know, film music nerds would put yeah. it. And a lot of them didn't know The Antecedent was an actual, like, hymn. Yeah. in Like, 200 years ago. But stuff like that. They are very malleable. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially melodically, yeah, to new compositions it was and nice. arrangements, yeah.
1: Cool. there's complexity to the melody mm-hmm. a lot of the time.
2: When we reaired that Rachel Held Evans interview after she passed away, I used one of those cues from mm. from, from that score. For yeah.
0: The, oh, you guys interviewed her? It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, it was yeah. great. Yeah, she seems she seemed like she was the real thing. She was the best. She was the real thing. Mm-hmm.
1: She was amazing. Yeah. She was like and so funny and warm and you felt like a friend.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I listened to um the the podcast that Kevin had recommended at the end of the episode that I was on a year and a half ago, which was the one about the rise and fall of Mars Hill oh, Church, yeah. and they kind of like read excerpts from her writing and stuff that she oh, wrote. Right, about yeah, because Ma- she Mars would Hill. talk about yeah. Mark Driscoll yes. more than anybody
1: probably. Like she yes. was a watchdog for him. Yeah. Right? And yeah. basically
0: was kind of I mean, this this doesn't surprise me based on my own experience um in the evangelical church, but the fact that she was kind of treated as like an apostate for <sighs> speaking out against people like Mark Driscoll says everything to me that I think needs to be said about evangelical culture and
1: mm-hmm. completely. Completely.
0: Also, one of those people. This
2: feels a little delicate to talk about, but when she passed, there were so many people that were awful to her. They're like, "Well, an, uh, she was a fine rival oh, for yeah. our debate," and we're just like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck all the way I off." Know. That shit
1: was. She just didn't like so you, and she had good reasons to. You know, I know. <laughs> like, don't act I like know. you ever treated her well, with respect exactly. until the, now. Exactly. That yeah. Shit annoys me.
0: Boo. A fine rival Absolutely <laughs> Go Go home Go home
1: um, Can I tell you a, My favorite lyric In this song?
0: Wait Can I try to guess it?
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh Hang on He Uh Uh po- Shit I don't know No <laughs> Tell me
1: with him this morning. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Caroline's referring to, there's like a, a little improvisation at the end. She does
1: a few... It's probably not the tune, but... Yeah.
2: Oh, that's not it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a little clip of Larry Boy in the middle of what it. I the, love that. At the end of the song, she samples
2: Larry Boy <laughs> it's theme song. Sort of
1: transition to Larry Boy. It's uh, okay. No, the,
2: the run's here.
1: That's What's funny
2: is when this would be performed in church... People would redo these same things. Oh, they would do these riffs? Yeah. Where is I spoke with him this morning? That's not the one.
1: It's coming. It's coming. (laughs)
0: wait no but but also the context of that following he lives he lives he lives i spoke with him this morning just circling back
1: we had a meeting <laughs> was so, I thought that was so sweet. Hey, have you followed
2: up with Gary on the project? <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: the tomb is empty. Okay, I gotcha. I face tomorrow. Let this life cry. And then I like, spoke with him this and you morning. Know, you know so why
2: sweet. she spoke with him this morning? Because he was available That's by right. phone. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. He was present and he was present. Okay. <laughs> and he and he lives. <laughs> and Dexter doesn't like that idea.
1: So you're saying you have the omniscient attention span that God does? I
2: try to have a God-like sense of communication. <laughs> you're yes.
1: a Christ follower, for sure.
0: For sure. I
1: think so.
2: so funny. Oh, yeah. Sweet guy. It's okay. this yeah. Oh,
0: very That <laughs> Dexter hates that you t- that you text <laughs> while he while does. you're with friends. it's Dexter not texture. Well yeah. it's different. One,
1: he doesn't understand what any of these machines are. Yeah. But to him, these are satanic <laughs> boxes of distraction for his his main man. He's like, you
2: use that one rectangle for a lot of
0: things, dad. <laughs> I don't. I'm confused, <laughs> and I fucking hate that
1: rectangle. I don't like the rectangle. Oh. There's no food in it.
2: I remember one time I was, I was texting on it on the couch, and he comes over. I forget what was going on, but he just goes and just bites down on the on phone. The phone? It was very gentle. He was just <laughs> was like, like <laughs> "Should I bite this?" He was trying to get my attention. Yeah, that was thing. a message from God yeah, for man. sure. Oh, it's okay, little dude. But,
1: I don't know about you guys, but I. I still don't, and I don't know if I ever did, felt like like Christ is alive. What meant as much as the people said, or like the, the kind of heft they would give it. And that's the whole heft of this song. It's like, he
2: lives, is he my lives. My Redeemer lives.
1: I guess I just were like, yeah. You know, it never seemed to be a mind-blowing revelation to me. Because I wasn't there when he died. Well, and so that's I was like, why would line, I care?
2: That's the line of demarcation that obviously uh, people are not Christians with with valid reason. When you go from like this is an ethos to shape values around and a set of ideals or principles that you know from personality to personality, how you perform your ethics and the way you treat people is fine, and then. You get into a line of like. Also, it's real, and he's alive right now. That's when everyone's like, "Well."
0: I well, understand. I think that's right. even. I think that's even a line of demarcation between evangelicals and other Christian denominations. Oh, like Episcopalian. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah, whatever. Because I was. I mean, again, I was. Uh, I talked about this the last time I was on. I was raised like very Catholic, and we like went to church every week. I went to um, Sunday school, all that. Um, I taught Sunday school and it was, you know, we like would read, the priest would read from the Bible every week. Like it's, it wasn't uh, secular the way that a lot of like evangelicals, yeah, but the whole thing was like, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again, but he is not currently
1: alive. <laughs> <laughs> is Christ in the room with us right yeah, now? Yeah, do you see first, right? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that's funny. no. Um, but that's, wait, so he's, al- he is like risen, but he's not alive right now? I guess I, maybe I just, what maybe I just. That's fascinating. Like he's dormant until he's coming back. It Was really that kind depends. of the vibe you got? Yeah.
2: Because if, if your guy was saying, oh, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> I found right little nook. Uh, I gotta protect you. Uh, if 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 he was saying,
0: yeah, he's alive in the sense of like when we he's carry alive in the our hearts. legacy
2: of blah blah okay. blah. Okay,
0: that's that's what I I always took it as like he is alive in our hearts yeah. and we uh like can model ourselves after his works. But and he is alive in that sense. But the but it felt everything. I mean, this was my experience with the evangelical church. Everything felt extremely literal to the point of, yeah. Just madness And it's
2: like Let's just have a little poetry in here
0: I know Well I actually think One of the things that I um Like looking back now At my experiences with both um One of the things that I, lo- I liked And appreciated about um Growing up Catholic Is that They talked a lot about Like the mystery of faith mm. And that some things are just Some things we just don't know yeah, something we're guessing. We're, we're um, sure. and we're, or not even that we're guessing. So sometimes it's just like the answer is I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And whereas in the evangelical church, it's like there's no, no there, there is an answer. It is, it's
1: knowable, and here it is. And We have it, and we have it, and it actually impacts everything. Exactly, you do exactly in every second of the day. Yes, yeah. That is, and yeah. Now that I have some removal from the the culture of it, it does like. Make things weird when you yeah. are like, Jesus is alive. He's with me. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah, He's in the room. I spoke, I spoke with him this morning. I with him this morning. morning. I'll speak with him when I get home tonight. Mm-hmm. It just, it does, like, I understand that it can be comforting. It can be wonderful for a lot of people. But that is, it does seem to be the zone when you start to think strangely about your right? own significance. Yeah. <laughs> the way you conduct yourself with other people. This is true. It like really does start to make things strange. In a way, I never really realized. (laughs) This song in
0: particular was so clearly meant to be performed in a mega church.
1: It was like written for it.
0: It was written for it specifically. Like, I mean, well, first of all, there's like the whole choir. The strings on this song are very beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of good musical composition in the song. But yeah, it's very funny to me. I don't know. Um, I also just—I I never went to a church where there were that many good singers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I and I'm ne- I never went to a mega church. Um, they, I think it's time. I think
1: it's time. When a mega yeah. church—they like if they don't have them in the congregation, they hire them. I know they'll pay them, and um, it's really in business fu- is a booming. boomer. <laughs> good. No, no, no. It's
0: really it's really funny um, because we—I grew up in a church that had. Uh, a lot of people who were not good singers and um they would still sing, they would still be like cantors at church anyways. Um, but I know that there are a lot of mega churches or churches that are very specifically focused on growth where they will like if you if even if you're a parishioner and you like audition and you're not a good singer, they'll be like, no. Yeah. And maybe that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we serve a God smart. of high standards. I'm not yeah. getting closer
1: to the divine if I'm hearing pitchiness, baby. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I think I actually respect that instinct.
0: Um, but I, we talked about this on my last episode. I was like, "There's so much bad Christian music. Like, why are we not as?" Discerning about that, why are we not as like this? Actually, sucks, and maybe we shouldn't.
1: Yeah, if we're trying be to be forced like, to listen, do to our it. best yeah. for our favorite guy. Yeah, is this the best we can do? Is it glorifying do? to God I to write a know. bad song about him? And if he's literally here listening and he's how alive, are you showing yourself, and you talked to him <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Oh man! But it can go in other ways too. Like I was talking to a friend who was at a church where they got this new megachurch pastor and Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, cleaning house and making it, you know, profitable basically. And one of the first things he did was like anyone who was old or in a larger body, he fired from the worship team immediately and told them that was why. So he could bring in like hot people to be the singers at the front of the church.
2: And that's probably not what God had in mind when I said we serve a God of high standards. <laughs> yeah,
1: upmost for his highest or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so, we understand
0: that Jesus was hot, but that doesn't mean that we can only have hot people in church. Um, yeah, that's where
1: you're wrong.
0: You do, yeah. I guess, I don't He is yeah. not
1: pleased visually. That's so,
0: I don't know. The I had such a visceral reaction listening to the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast because even though I myself never attended a mega church, I think that there were so many things that were endemic at Mars Hill that actually like plague every evangelical church whether it's a mega church or not. Yeah. Um and that's why I was really able to like relate to a lot of it. But also it's so funny because I mean, I just don't know how this guy was so clearly a narcissist from day 1. And it's, like, in the earliest recordings that they have of him before Marcel Hill exploded. It's, like, you could hear it then. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, the hubris to literally—he always says that he, like, became a Christian and then was, like, I'm planting a church. I'm a pastor now. Yeah. Which is insane. That's
1: crazy. And I'm sure so many people noticed that, knew it, and the train was already, like, down at the next station, you know? I can't imagine doing, like— there is nothing that I can imagine doing being like, I just started this, and I'm a
0: professional
1: now. And I will I mean, be teaching. Podcasting, sure. Lessons. Sure, yeah. listen. Podcasting, <laughs> Come on. any moron can do. So yeah. that feels fine. Literally,
2: we could be three <laughs> monkeys right now. Yeah.
1: I could be farting into this microphone. Yeah. And in fact, you have. have a huge Patreon. <laughs> But yeah, that, yeah, that whole story was so insane. But yeah. like, also, like you said, that's not, and I think that was the point of the podcast in a lot of ways too. Like this wasn't unique to Mars Hill, what happened here. It just is like, we all know about it, but something on this level, maybe on a smaller scale, happens all the time. Everywhere, every church where this kind of structure or when the congregation wants this type of guy to be the preacher and even well, you know what? And I was really pleasantly surprised with
0: how because it's pr- the podcast is produced by Christianity Today, and so I was like, how objective are they really going to be? And pretty objective, pretty critical. Like, they were pretty. They were very critical, um, and sp- not and 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 also aware of the fact and pointed out that this was not specific to Mars Hill that ol- that there have been patterns of this kind of spiritual abuse and um behavior at churches all over all over and um yeah i thought it was uh i thought it was really good there's also like a bonus episode where the host of that podcast talks to tim keller um, a celeb pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, um
2: <laughs> that's funny. I don't usually think of him as the he is a pastor. celeb pastor. But, uh, yeah, he
0: kind of. <laughs> yeah. I guess I I put him in a different category than like um, Speaking of Redeemer, Redeemer Church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I remember this this girl I went to high school with who went to NYU. Like, she was one of the the first like hardcore evangelical Christians I knew, and she's like, I go to Tim Keller's church. Tim Keller's my pastor. <laughs> And I was like, okay, wow. amazing. I have been given a million copies of The Reason for God. And...
2: <laughs> Give me not a reason to read this. Yeah. Yeah. Am I wrong for saying he kind of reminds me of like a... If there was like an anime movie where animals turn into humans, he would have started as a turtle yeah, and then turned into the well, man that's, he is now. No,
0: but that's... Um, yes, and I honestly... I don't think he would disagree with you about right. that. He would I be really like, don't.
1: There's a hum- humility and an honor to being a turtle. <laughs> a turtle. No, 100%. <laughs> and it's like... That's so funny. It's so true, though. Yeah. And no,
0: I truly don't think he would disagree with that. <laughs> and I like listening... I, even though I don't agree with him about... There's a lot of stuff I don't agree with him about, but I... I appreciate the fact that he has kind of like a professorial way about him. He was a professor. He, I mean, he clearly has just like studied and done the work in a, in the, in a way that was so, but again, it's like, I I think the way that he talked about it, whereas like, um, you know, like Mark Driscoll, uh, Mars Hill was non-denominational and, Therefore, the problem with a lot of non-denominational churches is that you're accountable to no one. Like, when you're at the top of it, you're accountable to no one. You can just skate on charisma
1: for decades.
0: And the church that I attended, um, the evangelical church that I attended that really, like, soured me on truly, like, the entire institution was non-denominational. And um, Pastor Terry. Pastor Terry. That's right. (laughs) Pastor Terry. Uh, And... I actually just went up to New Hampshire to visit a friend who's also ex-evangelical. Um, we were both in the same. We were both in university together, mm. um, and I. She still lives up there, and she said that she drove by, um, Derby Durham Evangelical Church, which was the the church and the the property across the street, which the church owns um had like a ton of Trump signs in the front. Um and Pastor Terry is gone, but they hired someone who's just like him. Trump
2: signs now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that ooh, sad. in 2023? So dark. I mean church
1: property too.
0: Yeah. It's really but yeah, the thing something that Tim Keller talked about on that episode was that like the evangelical church, the modern evangelical church grew out of like the second Great Awakening or the the revival that happened, like the Billy Graham The Jesus movement, yeah kind of stuff. Yeah. Um and it like the reason why non-denominational churches grew so fast and like and or Baptist churches is that like, you know, unlike a Presbyterian who had to go to seminary like a group of people could just lay hands on a guy and be like, you're a pastor now. Yeah. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it literally was, it was like, uh, it's like how uh our government is run too. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. no regulations, cut all the red tape. Like that's the best way because business can just like run through immediately. And that's what happens with churches and stuff yeah. too. Whereas the reason all of that red tape exists is for everyone's safety. Yes. And then now you find out what happens when you don't care about people's safety. That's
2: why libertarian ideology fits so squarely with the purposes (laughs) of a lot of the evangelical mainstream of America.
0: No, I mean, yeah,
1: because you can't have anyone checking your background or if you have a doctorate, because this is all going to fall apart. It's like, and that's,
0: and that's another thing that Tim Keller talked about—the like Mm anti-intellectualism that is really rampant in the evangelical church. Comes from that as well. The like I don't need to learn. It serves these (laughs)
1: pastors well to tear down, and it does really education.
0: It's you can kind of see why um, so much cultural conservatism fits uh, Mm -hmm. hand in glove with the evangelical church because it's all about kind of like being accountable to no one and hating any.
1: Institutional mm-hmm. oversight Anything older and Than not my tr- lifetime like being, be, <laughs> Not only
0: that Being inherently mistrustful yeah, yeah Of Institutionality Exactly Um,
1: Yeah Yeah Not good Not good I would say not good Not good I agree
2: I'm gonna agree Not good Yeah Or I could come out the other way And be like
1: Well It's a counter <laughs> <ballot."> <laughs> I believe devil's advocate here.
2: Gracious. After taking a bath in in Texas a couple weeks ago, I'm also (laughs) going to say not
1: good. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen the results. I'm not liking what I see. (laughs) The thing that, and I think I've talked about this before, with that Mars Hill church thing, that I think they are still kind of protecting their own a little bit is that they never got to the point that I think it needs to, which is that the actual structure of evangelical churches where there's like one guy on top delegating down yeah. the row is is fundamentally what creates problems yes. and is not functional and right. no church should have ever been formed like that and it's not biblical either right it's never it never was supposed to be like that way so it should be more communal it should be less focused on the guy on the stage for an hour every week right that time could be spent so much better you know like all these other things it felt like the the perspective of the podcast was like well this. Can work as long as the people are good. But I think, there's a lot of bad examples <laughs> of like, it out there. No, the structure allows for abuse of power, whether you're good or not. Yeah, you know? they did.
0: I, I mean, the host did um, call out several times the fact that, like, especially once Mars Hill got to a certain uh, size in terms of its congregation, the fact that, like, when they had satellite, you know, satellite campuses, um, it was just a giant screen <laughs> with Mark Driscoll, Big as Life, instead of, like, I don't know. Someone you live near and know. Or, like, a big, like, I don't know. When you walk into to a lot of churches, it's, like, the biggest thing in the room is, like, Across,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Like um, the symbolism yeah. of that alone.
0: Yeah, it's just. I mean, he's su- he's just like such a narcissist, oh, and he's so. Again, he literally admitted early on being like, "I didn't." When people would ask me questions, I didn't. I was learning along I with them. The I, didn't, I didn't oh, know the Bible. I didn't know the Bible,
1: and so I was still still reading it.
0: But he was like, <laughs> "But you know what God told me, Mary so Grace, play churches, train men." so dumb. I've heard that line so many I times. Know, I know. Ooh. Cuz he te- he like is addicted to his own story. But It feels and He's like, still
1: going. He's out in Arizona. I know. Arizona.
0: I know. And that's over. Well, I just think the entire like mega church Industrial complex needs to be burned to the ground. Like 100%. I, hundred percent. I think the fact that mega churches even exist, like chill, it should never get it, to that. Scale. Chills me to my bones. Yeah, No, it's vile.
2: Here, here was the only talking about the Texas trip I went on a couple of weeks ago. The only thing I can report back from it, there was one family member that was like, "You know what? I was thinking about this thing of like churches don't get taxed. They should get taxed. Yeah." They should be taxed. Like a, and obviously tax exemption for religious institutions was in a non-mega church vision yes. of what that was in American life of your church literally needed to not pay taxes to survive and be, you know, essentially function as social services to the yes. community. And now it's like... Should Mars Hill be tech? Should Hillsong be tech? Yeah, that's a so,
0: gravy train for these people.
2: It's like Second Amendment shit in a world with AR-15s.
0: Exactly. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's such a good analogy. And uh, yeah, because look at what they do with the money. Mm-hmm. It's like at its peak, it's at Mars, um, Mark Driscoll's salary was like over $600,000 a year. They used a quarter of a million dollars of church funds to buy a buy bunch of his his um real marriage books so that it would go on the New York Times bestseller list. Like that's it, what's going that's his salary,
1: I'm sure, is not even like a, a quarter of what he was making. No. Like that's just what was in the books. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mark Driscoll didn't like books, famously. (laughs) So I don't. I read 19 books every day. (laughs) I don't think that there. It just feels so foolish to imagine there wasn't all this hidden money, all these other income streams, and things that he was doing. Like he was, he was a con man. Also,
0: there. uh, It's funny because I saw this guy on Twitter saying something horrible, and I looked at it, and he was clearly a pastor in kind of in Mark Driscoll's image who. Is like Jesus and masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like there are there are so many people who really want to make Jesus into Rambo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, that's that grift is still running. It's just yeah. like, um, I don't know. Listening to all that stuff, of Mark Driscoll talking about how he couldn't. He's like, I can't worship a god who I think I could beat up like, you are so pathetic, man. Why do you like that? Yeah, I just, there, there are a lot of people who are still trying to do what Mark Driscoll did at
1: Mars Hill, mm-hmm. including him, obviously. And there's a lot of people who go to church and still want that. Yeah. Are still buying it.
2: There's a comfort, I think, in a certain kind of man who gets yelled at by other men. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think there's a lot of... It's obviously like you can link it to Rogan stuff, Peterson stuff, all that. Yeah. And, and by the way, they are... It's daddy stuff. They are buds. Yeah.
1: Churches, we got some work to do. and <laughs> You're on notice from, from, from the three. GCF podcast. You could learn a couple things from me. Churches, you're on
2: notice. The way Caroline and I run this show... Yeah. Take a page out of they're, our book.
1: They're scared. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now have we incorporated in a way that we don't get absolutely railroaded on our taxes? No.
1: Yeah, no
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's rate this little song. You know the way it works, Julie. We're gonna give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. A thumbs up is a holy toast. We send this song to heaven. Holy roast, we send it down. Or we send it to Purgatory, which is the
1: space between Yeah.
2: Caroline, we start with you.
1: Um, I'm gonna give it a space between. Mm-hmm. I think that I love I love talking to Jesus any time of day. And there's some nice moments, but including
2: it's, this morning. In this morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I it's a little bit of a too much of a mushy song yeah, for me yeah. to really wrap my arms around. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can't give it a full of toast in, in good conscience.
0: Mm-hmm. We turn to Julia. Yeah, I'm also going to send it to the space between. Ah. I think we're giving it a unanimous space between, because really? yeah. it's it's too it is too mushy, and it's the problem I have with a lot of. And it's it. This song is not even not by not a mile. Not by a mile, the worst offender. Oh. Not even close.
2: But and she certainly has the range. Got She's talent. got the range. She's
0: got the. She goods. spoke to God this morning. Yeah. She,
2: and and listen, if you can get that kind of airtime with God, then I'm anyway. going to respect what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to respect a, a woman whose last single was in 2019 with Kathy Lee Gifford, a song called "The God Who Sees."
1: Whoa, with <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford?
2: Yeah, I may we'll play it out for the show. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second, yes.
1: I mean, of Kathy and Hoda? Yeah, yes, I didn't of even know Kathy's.
0: Kathy's very Christian. no, no. I knew that. I knew that. I just I didn't, didn't know, know that. that she was a uh, singer
1: getting on singles all
2: all Christians are singers <laughs> all of them are even if they don't think they are they insist they on. are yes eventually they all end up singing so yes yeah, space between I have the nostalgic feelings I have the feelings of listening to this 23 years ago now I have the memories of a girl named Brittany doing the ASL to it at a <laughs> church in Houston Texas and she was a star <laughs> and she was she, she was a dancer she felt it all oh, in yeah, the face the whole body. she did with her whole body uh but listen, I don't know if I need to live like my Redeemer lives. I don't know if I need to brag about when and where I'm speaking to him. But a nice song, mm. not actively offensive. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best you can and sometimes say that's on Good Christian a win. Fun. That's
1: a good time.
2: And that's a good time on the Good Christian Fun <laughs> podcast. Now we're bringing it down. We're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles. We're lifting up our social media handles and our projects. We're not plugging them. We're lifting them up. We're lifting them up. It may be something we're enjoying in secular culture. Caroline, Mm. we'll start with you.
1: Lift me up. I'm talking. You can speak to me each morning at Caroline's Farts. I won't respond. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to lift up... Uh, a little, sh- the little show that could. It's called Andor. Uh, it's Star I Wars. You're gonna say
2: House of the Dragon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched that too, but I I genuinely think Andor is really really good, and I've watched uh, the other Sp- Star Wars shows, and I think this is one is probably the best. It's a plus. It's, it's so. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. beautiful, and it actually genuinely informed my understanding of the rest of Star Wars in a mm-hmm. way that was really helpful and not like boring or just like for the fans it was mm. great it was a good time
2: unbelievably good yeah. we turn it to Julia
0: um, yes please lift me up <laughs> um, I, you can find me on Twitter as long as it still exists mm-hmm. um, at O oh, Julia tweets oh Julia tweets are you guys
1: getting on Mastodon? No.
0: Okay. We well, really?
1: Okay. No. Oh, I thought you guys um, were going to be like, yeah.
2: But follow me on Squirt.
1: <laughs> I refuse. Um, <laughs> That's your friend. I'm sorry. Okay. Only- uh, Twitter. I've,
0: Twitter. I've really been enjoying the the show Welcome to Wrexham, Ooh. Uh, which is a documentary show about them. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Rob <laughs> McElhenney, who bought the... Wrexham a football AFC a Football good? Club. It's actually really good. Oh, great. And I learned a lot about uh, Welsh culture, mm. which is cute. Okay.
2: Cute. cute Welsh culture. Welcome to Wrexham. Watch Wrexham. a documentary series in which the fundamental tension is,
0: are they going to make a lot of money on this team or not? Or not. But Who you can mostly, say. No, no. It's already loaded, guys. The fundamental tension is is the team going to get promoted out of the worst league mm. in professional soccer? Oh, That's cute. They are in the bottom. They're like losers. They're really, yeah. Okay, it's losers. It's losers. In worst. other words. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, also the Bobby Knight 30 for 30. Oh yeah. We were talking the 30 about 30 that. for 30 about Bobby Knight. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of sports content lately. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah me too. Ball head. Uh, cause, cause Kevin LaJox. loves to ball. Kevin yeah. does love to ball. To me, ball is actually Ball is life. life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I yeah. think so. ball is life.
2: All right. Well, thank you, Julia. <laughs> you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'm going to plug my friend, Sean the Sheep.
1: Oh, yeah. I
2: think he's a great little guy. Yes. I've been having a lot of fun with him recently. Lot of my niece stuff loves
1: on... Sean the Sheep. <laughs>
2: well, start a group chat, girl. <laughs> I want to talk to any kid about Sean it's the so Sheep.
0: cute. What is it?
2: It's the stop motion animation series that was also some movies from Aardman Productions who did Walls and Gromit. So it's a very oh, British cute. sensibility. And they're all essentially silent movies. There's no dialogue in Shaun the Sheep. And they're so funny and tender, it's physical comedy. It's a little sheep getting into shenanigans and then laughing going. <laughs> so very much up my alley. Lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash Fun. Leave us a review. and every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity on Apple Podcasts. The charity isn't Apple Podcasts. We're donating to Apple Podcasts. We're donating to Apple. <laughs> Tim Cook. Struggling. We're looking out for you. <laughs> Julia, thanks for coming <laughs> Thank you on so on much for being out. tonight. This is so nice. There's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay I, I love, love you, Emma. You, Emma. Amen. Amen. And we'll go out with the much-promised duet between these two titans, (laughs) Nicole C. Mullen and (laughs) Kathy Lee Gifford, singing The God Who Sees. I hope the first line is, there is a God who sees.
0: (laughs) And I spoke to him this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I saw God this morning.
2: Oh, boy.
1: Sounds like a Disney song.
2: Oh, I'm looking out. The song is 11 minutes long, so... No,
1: uh I'm
0: just going to skip to the middle.
1: Edit, ladies. Hotel California <laughs> for God. <laughs> Hotel that... California for God. Is this instrumental? There's I'm... no singing. There's no singing. What the hell? Was this like audio for a short film they did together or something? I oh. Oh, baby.
2: Go off, and Kathy I Lee.
1: Is that Kathy? No, that's a, no, oh, no, no that's it's not. That's the All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. And Bye.
0: Bye. My
1: presence will bring her to her knees, and I will lift her up again. I'm
2: the God who sees. I'm the God. Who sees. That was a Hit gum podcast.